hello, hello. Welcome to the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest. It is episode 77 of the weekly cooldown. It is January 24th, Friday, January 24th. The news has uh, has been a bit slow this week, but there are some pretty large stories that we will talk about. But first, let's go over the headlines in our headline recap. Ninja Theory and the studio behind the critically acclaimed studio, uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I always want to say something else. Um, and the soon upcoming sequel to Hellblade have announced a new project. Uh, an experimental horror game currently called Project Mara. According to co-founder of Ninja Theory, Tamim Antoniades, I hope I said that right, Project Mara will be a real world and grounded representation of true mental terror. It will be based heavily on research, interviews, and first-hand accounts to recreate the horrors of the mind as accurately and believably as possible. Ninja Theory is no stranger to exploring and giving insight to psychosis, as explained in a developer diary where they also gave some idea of what Hellblade 2 will be like, saying, quote, while Hellblade gave us a very personal insight into psychosis, this sequel builds on that to show how madness and suffering shapes myths, gods, and religion. In the latest issue of Famitsu, Hideo Kojima and Yoji Shinkawa gave us some insight on the possible direction of the studio now that Death Stranding, the studio's first video game, has been released. During the interview, Kojima mentioned that he would be interested in trying his hand at smaller or episodic games, which Kojima has kind of done already, with Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zeroes, the prologue to Phantom Pain. According to Kojima, the studio is planning to tackle other game projects, including another big game, but what those may be are, of course, yet unseen. Though Kojima notes Shinkawa's strength as an artist is in mech design, so he would likely explore that. Outside of games, the two admit that they would also like to work on a manga together. Apex Legends has a new character on the horizon, and he is being described as a big, beefy boy. The new season of Apex Legends will begin on February 4th. Season 4 is called Assimilation and offers a new weapon and a new legend by the name of Forge, a large, muscled dude with so-called Shatter Gauntlets. The design and developers seem to suggest that he is a very, quote, up-close-and-personal kind of character. In addition to Forge, a new weapon, a sniper rifle called the Sentinel, is coming into the game. It is said to have a charge mechanic, meaning that players will have to charge the weapon to get a full-power shot. Again, the new season of Apex Legends will begin on February 4th. Dishonored is being turned into a tabletop RPG. In the Dishonored role-playing game, you will make your very own assassin, but you will be able to explore other career paths, such as become an an explorer, or perhaps something to do with whale oil. 
Void powers are still in the game, and it uses its own 2D20 system, which apparently is more action-focused. There will be a 300-page book that will accompany the game and help you set up a character in the world. The tabletop game is set to release in the summer of this year. And those are just some of the big headlines for this week. If you have any comments you want to make about any of these headlines, or if I missed one that you kind of want to chat about some more, tweet at me at Gaming or at WKCooldown, or join us on Discord and let me know all about it. Also, be sure to check out the question of the week and answer it so that, you know, I can read it right here on Twitter. Uh, that's a new thing we're doing uh, every week on Twitter. WK Cooldown will post the question of the week, usually pertaining to whatever we're going to talk about today. Speaking of, there's uh, I've got a dude, a, a friend, a new friend. I've made a new friend. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk to him. He's gonna help us like dissect the news, and we're gonna you know we're we're really gonna get into it like we always do. Um, but please uh, help me in welcoming our new friend, Carrington. Hey, 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 it's Carrington. That's wonderful. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to, oh my God, that was fantastic. I've never had anyone do that before. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. That's my like normal, I guess, introduction. If you hear me on other shows or even on my own show, that's, hey, that's, hey, the, hey. that's the introduction I go with. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, you have your own show. What is that about? What's that? So I am from Real Dudes Podcast, which is an indie gaming podcast. So we cover indie games, indie news, and every once in a while you'll hear us talk about maybe something off topic, but we mainly focus on the indie scene. So for those of you out there who may not be aware, but if you listen to this show, you probably know what an indie game is. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it comes up a lot. Like, what's an indie game? And I'm like, that's awful. Well, I know it really is. I mean, just think of like an indie movie. You know, it's the uh, same thing, just in the video game world. Right. That. Uh, if you don't know what an indie game is, don't listen to this. Show. No, I'm <laughs> listen to the show. Please Thank listen you. to this. Um, no. Um, okay. Well, tell tell us a little bit more. Like, what do you sure. what do you really go into in uh, the Real Dudes podcast? Yes. Thank you. So, as you. Uh, probably guess from the title we didn't start off as an indie gaming show we talked about all things games and then we decided like well we gotta take this podcasting thing seriously so we mm -hmm. decided to focus in on indie video games because we feel like the the those indie games people don't really know about mm -hmm. and maybe they're questioning like should i spend my money on that thing uh so we're just trying to give people a chance uh, into the world of indie games and as well uh indie developers in their games giving them a voice that they that they need mm -hmm. so a lot of times we have people on the show that you know this is their first game or maybe they worked writing marvel comic books and now they're making their first game and and here's their project so um all kinds of people are making games out there that are, are not tied to the, the big guys you know like sony mm -hmm. or square or, or any of those guys um but the, uh, sometimes they used to work for them which is right. awesome too right that's awesome um i had an indie dev on maybe a couple months ago, mm -hmm. he is developing. Have you ever played Streets of Rage? So I haven't played it yet, but I am aware of it. And uh, yeah, it's on our list to review. We just haven't had a chance Street yet. Streets of Rage is one of my favorite, like old childhood, like 
Ooh, man. Remember that game? You know, like... Oh, it, Streets of Rage. Yes. It has the best soundtrack known to mankind. I'm okay, sorry. I got you. that mixed with another with another thank game. Sorry. You know, thank you. Thank yes, you I'm aware. Well, he's creating a game not too dissimilar from Streets of Rage. Um, it actually takes a lot of, uh, like, cues from Streets of Rage. And... Oh, I love Streets of Rage so much. It's one of my favorite games, and it has the best soundtrack. And yeah, yeah, you're. I mean, like, I, it gets me going. Um, <laughs> so I actually had him on, and it didn't occur to me. Actually, um, I found out later uh, that he he's from the UK. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the UK really took to Streets of Rage like no other uh, group anywhere else, and so. He, it, it, I guess it makes sense that he's uh, mm-hmm. as big of a fan as he is. But I mean, he then took that to the next level and decided to uh, make his own uh, video game. That's incredible, and I think when it comes to especially indie video games uh, in particular, you get a lot of that. You know, yeah. I create like the guy who created. Oh, my mind just went blank. It's one of the. It's it's a Blizzard game. It's RPG. Wow, World of Warcraft. No, 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 no. Um, uh, my mind cannot believe it. my mind just went blank. Uh, it's 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 a dungeon crawler. Oh, uh, not Di- Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. Yeah, the creator of Diablo. He yeah. doesn't work for Blizzard anymore. He has right. his own game now, uh, an indie game that he created. So I think a lot of these legendary games that hey, have been game, out for years. What mm-hmm. game is that? Uh, I'd have to look it up um, only because, I mean, I haven't had him on the show, but um, a friend, a couple friends of mine did have them on their show, and he talked about his game that he was making at the time. This is news to me. Exactly. Like, there's this all these, like, news. there's all these things out there that, you know, that these legendary um, people that are, are out there still making games. They're just not making it for the thing that they're known for. Right. Right. There it is. It lurks below. That's what it's called. It lurks below. Yeah, it came out. Uh, I think it was either last year or the year before that. That sounds fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It lurks below. So there's yeah. There's um. And then we've also had an animator from Blizzard on the show. Mm. Um, he actually did the animation for maybe a small game you may have heard of called Overwatch. Oh, he, small game. Yeah, tiny small game. game. Yeah, tiny game, small game. He, re- <laughs> he recently quit uh, Blizzard, and he's making his own game now. So you've got all these people working for these big um, these big companies and stuff. A lot of them are just like, you know what? I feel like I can do my own thing and make it better. And I think that's a wonderful thing that we're – they're not tied down to anything necessarily. And they're just really – they have a vision. They're going to go for it and just kill it. Right, right. Well, that's that's awesome. That's really, really great. Um, well, and, on, and on the other oh. hand, you get people that, you know, maybe you've never, well, of course you've never heard of because it's their first game, literally. Right. So we get, we get people that are couples. We get people that are best friends. You get all kinds of people. The uh, creators behind Cuphead, if I'm not mistaken, um, indie, indie developers, mm-hmm. uh, were a couple. Yes. Um, who had to like mortgage their house to really yeah. get into creating Cuphead? Um, yeah, you're right. It is, um, it, and it, it's, it also sounds like it's not really an easy thing to do either. Yeah. You know, it's it, obviously it's 
uh, very difficult, very, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, taxing. Yes. Uh, both uh, probably uh, money-wise and also just, uh, you know, the amount of stress. Mm-hmm. That, that it's it's a job. It is a job. It's a full-time job because they have to wear all the hats. You know, in a place like mm-hmm. Blizzard or Nintendo, you got one person that's a animator. And then you got the person over here who's an artist. And the person over there is a programmer. But these indie guys, they're... You know, they're wearing all the hats. They're CEO. They're the animator. They're the musician. You know, the composer. They're all these. They're all these people. And you know, these the Cupheads and the Minecrafts of the world. Those are very, very rare occasions. Right. Well, a shout out to all the indie indie devs out there. We love you. Shout out to uh, Mike. Uh, Fallen City Brawl is the name of his game. The Streets of Rage inspired Fallen City Brawl. Still in development from what I can tell, but you know what? I'm rooting for him. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. Um, so uh I like to ask, especially new new voices on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, what have you been playing this week? So, so I will say something I play every night with friends is oh. Overwatch. So I, I I play that all the time on the over on the good old Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I have been playing a game we will be talking about later called Tim Tim. Mm. Uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with that, as well as a game I'm I'm done playing, but we'll be reviewing on my show called Eight Dragons. So it's a nice little indie game. It's very imagine those very old like beat 'em up arcades, like um, Teenage or like TMNT or Battletoads or something like that. It's very much inspired from that kind of arcade game. Mm. Very great, very a lot of fun. Like, uh, you know, like Streets of Rage, or like Streets of Rage, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. That's awesome. Um, well, that it, it sounds like you are a well-rounded gamer, which we like here. I try, you know, I try. We, we don't like Call of Duty here. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I will say I have been playing Madden, but me and a bunch of my friends have got like a. A league in Madden right now, mm-hmm. where we all drafted. You know, that's a lot of fun. Though. Oh, those, that's so much fun! It was a lot more yeah. fun than I expected. I haven't played a Madden game in years. Uh-huh. Now I find myself playing Madden Twenty all of a sudden. Um, a, f- a couple friends of mine decided that we're going to compete for tattoos. Um, oh. So uh, it's it, it's not really a league, obviously, but we have mm-hmm. like. Uh, Whoever gets first player gets the like pixelated one P tattoo. <laughs> um, whoever gets second place gets the two P, and whoever comes in last, which is third, uh, gets CPU. Oh, the shade! I know, right? <laughs> but like, is it bad to want to lose? <laughs> I feel like that's a cool story. Like, it oh, is a yeah. cool story. Yeah, I lost with some friends, and now I have the CPU tattoo. It's like a way better story than, like, yeah, I won, I'm first player. Like, nah, come on. And then, like, the second player tattoo is like, okay, big deal. You yeah. Got second place. <laughs> Who cares about second place? Who cares about player two? <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get into the news now, um, starting with TikTok. <laughs> what? The parent company behind TikTok, known as ByteDance, is reportedly entering the game market, beginning with mobile games. Um, according to Bloomberg News, ByteDance has built a gaming division to develop their video games and also has bought some gaming studios as well as uh, title distribution rights. Uh, ByteDance hopes to develop more serious mail- mobile games 
perhaps along the lines of PUBG Mobile or Call of Duty Mobile, and we'll be focusing on quote-unquote non-casual mobile gamers. Oh, this sounds like a bad idea. It's such a bad idea. It is such a bad idea. And here's the thing, too. Like, if you want to be considered serious in the market, you have to compete with PUBG Mobile or Call of Duty Mobile. You have to compete with Tencent, who is the largest mobile game company in the, at the moment. And, Indeed. like, you have to compete with the China market. Or, mm -hmm. like, I mean, technically, ByteDance and TikTok, they're Chinese kind of affiliates, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, but, I mean, you have to enter the Chinese market again, sort of. And right. kind of butt heads against Tencent, who is like a, a giant at this point. Oh. I mean, And you're not going to compete with the more quote-unquote serious games if you're trying to appeal to non-casual mobile gamers? Right. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it seems like they want to be the next PUBG Mobile, which I say, cool, fine, <laughs> but PUBG Mobile started with PUBG. So right. if you want to enter the mobile gaming market, especially against another Chinese company, um, subsidiary, whatever it is, um, you kind of have to start from the same point that Tencent started at. Tencent buys mm -hmm. PUBG. Yep. And then is like, now I'm the gaming captain, you know, <laughs> I, like they put on the hat and they're like, yeah, now it's my turn. I'm going. And you have to think that PUBG and Call of Duty, they both have the branding. So you can't just bring this new game and expect it to be a huge hit. I mean, even something like uh, um, Clash of Clans, you know, it right. it, it had it was a, I mean, it was a snow. It was like a snowball. I mean, but. It started off small still, and then it just grew and grew and grew and grew, and then now has its own spinoff. But you can't expect that to happen right away no. either. I I don't know what they're thinking. Um, I think ByteDance should. They've already taken over the Vine market. Mm -hmm. um, we we really loved Vine, and then mm -hmm. Vine left us. R.I.P. Vine, and then here comes TikTok, and we're like. Well, to to be fair, here comes music.ly. Yes, exactly. I was going to mention that. It, which is what it started out as. Um, and then it was like, okay, now we're TikTok and we're taking the taking the reins off. Do whatever you want on TikTok now. And now it's like, you know, now it's new Vine. We all love TikTok. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, now they're like, okay, but maybe video games? And you're like, no, nah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> just stay where you are. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, just stay, stay, stay where you are. Um, we asked on Twitter uh, what you thought about TikTok entering the mobile gaming market. Ignis Cat, who listens to the show all the time and always does this thing. I love you. Hello. Um, <laughs> Ignis Cat says, I'm rather indifferent to it, I guess. I go through phases with mobile games, so even if it is entertaining, I would play it for a few days and then not touch it for weeks at a time. And that's, I mean, that's a great point. Um, there is definitely a market for mobile games, but, like, is it as big as we think it is? So, at least for us here in America, it's not. But right. I do know in other markets, like China or China. India and even Japan, it's huge over there in the Asian market. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're just, maybe we're dumb. 
Maybe I guess. The smart ones. Maybe well, we don't get it yet. Well, I was thinking too, because back when the Switch was first announced, I'm like, that's a huge, huge like deal for Nintendo to do that because that they're is. capturing that entire Asian market and at the same time they're capturing like the American market because you can still play on your TV. Right. You're you're keeping the console market, but also then like doing this cool hybrid where you're like really embracing the mobile market. Mm-hmm. Um, the handheld market, even mm-hmm. uh, it, the Switch is the Switch is the perfect console. It really I should is. say that I'm <laughs> like we constantly have these wars, you know, the console wars, PC mm-hmm. Master Race, all this stuff. As someone who hasn't bought a console since the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. the Switch is the perfect console. It really is. I bought one. I think two years ago mm-hmm. and like while I don't touch it every day mm-hmm. it's still a good console to touch like it, it feels it it, it it handles well I can take it with me I can put it on the television mm-hmm. it's got all these same Netflix and all that apps that you know the others do and YouTube and all that stuff. Um, it's got Hulu. Yeah, it's got Hulu. <laughs> what the hell? So I mean, it's such a good system. And honestly, like all all these boxes, I don't want that. I don't want a box anymore. I want a cool thing that you slap into a dock and you're like, cool, it's on the TV. And the thing too, like it doesn't take a whole lot of room on your entertainment center no. if you decide to keep it that way. Whereas the Xbox and PS4, which, by the way, I still love my Xbox, so I don't mean to knock it by any chance, but it's still this huge, big black box that sits on my entertainment center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it, it's weird that they seem to be doubling down on it. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure that PlayStation and Xbox would be like, okay, well, if this is what people want, then like <laughs> we got to get in there. Gears of War on the go. Let's but... go. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, I guess they're just kind of doubling down, and I mean, for what it's worth, if if it's going to, if they're going to be as powerful as they say they're going to be, I suppose you need the kind of tower esque yeah. PC power to go with it. But I mean, the Switch is pretty powerful, so. Well, I will say because like when the Wii came out, and then Sony and Microsoft were like. Well, maybe motion controls were the thing now, and then they came out with their own versions of it. Yeah. So I was expecting them to do that with the Switch, but at the moment they haven't. So no. I am surprised about that. PlayStation does have a good capture on the VR market, though. Yes. So, I mean, they are kind of a step ahead of the Xbox. I think I figured out what system I'm buying this year. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so ByteDance, TikTok. They are really entering a a market that has made something like I think it was like three hundred billion dollars in the past decade. Sounds about right. Um, so I mean, they're really going to be up against some really large companies, Tencent and all the others. So uh, best of luck, TikTok fans. You're gonna you're gonna be in a video game market. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I will say that it is. Um, it, it looks like based on the recent, there was a recent Fortnite um, kind of uh, uh, what's the word? Mm. Not combo, but like you know they teamed up together. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Teamed up. Sure. Teamed up. They teamed up. I know words, guys. Come <laughs> on. Um, Fortnite and TikTok 
teamed up. You can create your own Fortnite dance through TikTok. Um, huh. As most of you know, Fortnite dances are based off of popular memes uh, for the most part. Um, so they that's where they get their ideas for the emotes and the dances that you can do. So they they it, it looks like that's the beginnings of ByteDance and TikTok entering the video game market is all these little collaboration collaboration that's the word i was looking for okay okay gotcha <laughs> all these little collaborations uh with each other to to kind of say okay now we're now we're into video games here we are play our game we are uh, bite dance i don't know about that but we'll <laughs> see we'll see you know maybe they come out with this super awesome game and they'll prove us all wrong but uh let's just say my faith right now I don't think I'm going to change my viewpoint on mobile gaming. I don't disagree with you. I do not disagree with you. Actually, much like Ignis Cat, I am not a. I, I pick up a mobile game. The longest mobile game I've ever played was Animal Crossing, wow. and I really enjoyed it. But I was also like, okay, I can live without this. <laughs> <laughs> I think the longest mobile game I played was Pokemon Go, and I want to mm. say it was around a year. It's, I still have actually installed on my phone, but I haven't uh, I haven't opened it up in a while. Yeah, it's it, that's one of those games too. Unless you're like a diehard Pokemon fan, you're probably not into it too much. Or unless you're like a weird mobile gamer who just is like, yeah, I love Pokemon. Oh, I love Pikachu. And... I love walking around to all the different gyms. Yeah, I like going to a landmark and calling it a gym. I like going to the movie theater and <laughs> battling people. Question mark. I don't know what happens with Pokemon Go. You're you're not far off okay. from from what it is. I haven't played that in so long. It, like I once I finally got a phone that could handle it. I was like, okay, let's try it out. And then I was like, never mind. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get back into Pokemon again. And then I was like, ah, you know what? Who needs that? There's other games. <laughs> yeah. Who needs any of that? Uh, well, that's uh, that's TikTok, that's Bite Dance, that's them getting into video games. Will it happen? Who knows? Stay tuned. You'll find out on this show. That's for damn sure. <laughs> you know what else you'll find out on this show? You'll find out about Dying Light 2. Um, because Dying Light 2, originally slated to come out in the spring of 2020, has been delayed. For how long? Well, right now, the developer doesn't know. In a letter to the community, uh, CEO Powell Marchuka says Techland, the developer behind Dying Light 2, quote, needs more development time to fulfill our vision. Dying Light 2 is reportedly four times as large as the first game. Good so night. <laughs> so it may not come as a shock that the game will be under development for some time longer. The studio says it will announce more about this in the coming months. So, unlike other recently delayed games, Cyberpunk 2077, mm. Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm. Iron Man VR, mm. and The Avengers, mm. it seems like there is more of a reason... If it's four times as large, <laughs> as they say, for Dying Light 2 to take a little bit more time. Um, if the world itself is four times as large, that means 
four times as many NPCs, four times as many quest lines, side quest lines, mm -hmm. uh, uh, four times as many enemies. I'm not into that many zombies. I'm sorry. <laughs> um and it it just needs to feel complete and whole so i mean take as much time as you need i guess yeah yeah i mean it's kind of funny that there was this stigma of developers like to rush games out but it feels like and i'd say in like maybe the past two or three years um delaying games is becoming more common again like right. it, it was common back when i was growing up um, and then it, they seem to move away with that from that, and like I'd say the late two thousands, getting two thousand tens, and then I, it feels like there's been a shift in the industry again right. to where we're going back to where it's okay to delay a game. I think when it comes to or when it came to pre-orders, we were more like, well, I pre-ordered this game, I want it when it's supposed to come out, but in, in the same respect, with there being not only uh, physical pre-orders, but digital ones all over the place. Mm -hmm. You don't want to give a unfinished game to people who have pre-ordered, you know, fans who have pre-ordered your game, who are really excited for it, but then are disappointed um, in it when they finish it in like, you know, a couple hours or if they just don't feel fulfilled by the game, which happens <clears throat> more than we think with um, a lot of the more popular AAA video games. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I, I think um, a, another piece of that also is DLC. Um, people are kind of shying away from DLC now. It, we're not as excited as we were for it, um, mm -hmm. mostly because it makes it feel like, again, like an unfinished product. So I think we're kind of, as as developers, we're either more interested in producing something that feels whole and is timely, or just is whole and is like taking you know we take as much time as we need to to make it feel whole. And that's that's my story. <laughs> I, I think so. I you know I think also. I mean, Nintendo has never shied away from delaying a game ever, even mm -hmm. even when rushing a product out the door was the thing. Nintendo has never shied away from that, and I think that speaks to. I think other developers were starting to look at that and, and realize how. Yeah, your sales may be great when it first comes out, mm -hmm. but look at the longevity the longevity of how a lot of those games tend to have i mean we're still talking about breath of the wild and it was a launch game for the switch that is very true and it, it got delayed so many times and eventually it was like oh well it was supposed to come out on the wii u originally and eventually mm -hmm. nintendo was like ah well you know the switch is around the corner let's let's do it for that too why not both exactly and uh, i think that speaks volumes for um, us as gamers as well because when a game's not finished quote unquote yeah it gets bad press when it first comes out or whatever and maybe the sales ref don't reflect that uh, how the community may view it but let's say it sells great you know in that first month and then you're not gonna see those sales c carry on into the next month and the next month mm -hmm. and so on and so forth um, and I think that a lot of developers were starting to see stuff like that I mean Rockstar is another developer that does great when it comes to developing their games and 
give us more when we want them to. Right. Um, when it comes to Grand Theft Auto Five and Red Dead Redemption Two, I mean, speaking about Grand Theft Auto Five, it's still one of the top selling games every single month, and I don't know how. Like, it's how do you not own that game right now? <laughs> it's pretty scary about how like consistently mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Five has been either at the top of a chart or like in at least a top five or ten or something yeah exactly but think about it when it first came out the only thing that wasn't finished was the online portion and they were like it'll come out when it's ready right and i mean it it was still buggy when it first came out but now you look at the gt online portion it's it's fine yeah it's not perfect Uh, but it's fine unless you play on pc yeah it's uh, everyone has hacked and like a blade of grass will kill you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's not even a joke <laughs> you're not wrong um, there but i think you get what i'm saying though at the same no, time absolutely. Like... um but to that point i do want to point out that i think another big reason why we're getting more and more delays as of late is because there's been a large outcry against uh people not being paid what they're owed for their yeah. work yeah people being overworked mm-hmm. um and just to just to get something out, quote unquote, on time, mm-hmm. um, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is actually the largest um, example of that, mm-hmm. at, at least at the moment, because at the time uh, they were boasting about how developers were working 100-hour weeks, um, you know, seven days a week, mm-hmm. all this stuff, and you know, it was supposed to be like, oh, look at how cool we are, but then. The gamers were like, no. <laughs> what, Take your what? time. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. You can push it back if you need to. Just let uh, Max over here get some sleep. He's been drawing for three days. <laughs> well, I do think that's also interesting, too. Because So let's say, let's take that, for example, Red Dead 2. Even the, the environment within, people were fine with it. But then you look at the latest Mortal Kombat and how much bad press they got for that. And because mm-hmm. the environment inside the company was even toxic. So right. I do find that interesting. Like within, like just say, don't take us as gamers, our, our viewpoint, just mm-hmm. within the walls of those companies was yeah. very different, which, uh, but then again, right. We're still talking about Red Dead 2 in a good way. And we're yeah. not even talking about the latest combat anymore, Mortal Kombat anymore. Not really, unless you talk about the Joker, which, like, who cares? Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've said this before on the podcast. I've had people say this before on the podcast. I've had uh, one uh, quote-unquote politician. No, she she is technically. um, Okay. Say this before, too. Uh, Gamers should, and for the most part, seem to support uh, unionizing within these kinds of companies mm-hmm. i think they should um definitely unionize it is looking like we are getting to that kind of stage um if these um delays are any uh, uh, uh hmm i'm not good with words today. <laughs> if the delays are any kind of uh marker for that um that we are kind of unionizing, we are taking our time to make sure that the product is good, but we're also probably taking care of the workers, hopefully, I pray, mm-hmm. that then, fine, take as much time as you need, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't need you right now. I will say uh, that's the reason why the the newest Animal Crossing, not out yet, got delayed because Nintendo said, we're giving our workers rest. Right, yeah. It, making games is hard. Yeah. 
It is very hard, especially when you're talking about 3D environments, and then you want to add online to all that stuff. Like it gets crazy. Yeah, you gotta make all the animals talk, and mm -hmm. the, then you you gotta make all the uh npcs do stuff yep and, and the random events gotta happen randomly and yeah randomly <laughs> they must happen randomly so yeah i mean if you gotta push it back so that you can make it a little more pretty so you can optimize it for uh, as many people as possible to be able to play um this is especially true and important for pc gamers because if you have a kind of okay pretty acceptable pc but it's not optimized properly then like maybe 30 percent of the player base is really actually playing the game so yep you know i get it you gotta push it back you know what's not being pushed back resident evil 3 my uh very excited person here me i'm very excited for that so you know well speaking of that really quick Ooh. uh they're changing the ending or one of the bosses i believe for the remake i believe i read that they're changing something i don't remember what i wanted to know what what you thought of it since you just brought it up oh i love Resident Evil 3 so much um <laughs> so from what i remember reading they are uh changing the fact that you will not have multiple endings at the end anymore mm -hmm. um i believe there were about two or three endings in the original um, but they are adding some replayability in the uh, in the actual gameplay with uh, Nemesis, how he reacts to you, mm -hmm. um, how some of the NPCs react to you going certain routes. Um, you know, kind of unfortunately, the ending is still the same, but it's still that has that replayable um, story that will still kind of change, and it. It will still be cool to see those outcomes okay. uh, throughout the story rather than at the end, of course. But mm -hmm. I'm excited for it, man. I can't wait. <laughs> for me personally, I've only played the Wii remake of the original one oh. and Seven. Those are the only two I've ever played. Ooh, man. You got to jump in. I know. I got Resident a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, they will not re, re No one wants a remake of 4. If anyone out there wants a remake of 4, I will debate you on stage about why we should not have a remake of 4. Wow. Um, a remake of 5? Maybe. Uh, 6 does not need to be remade. And the reason I say that is because as a Resident Evil game, it's terrible. <laughs> but... As a, like, fun-to-play co-op, holy shit, look at all this action game, it is amazing. So, don't remake 6. Remake 5 if you want, don't remake 6. Wow. And seven is really cool. Yeah, 7 um, is, is, I like 7 a lot. I love 7. And I, I was kind of skeptical at first because of how different it looked, but mm -hmm. I was also like, you know what, I could give it a try. It's still a Resident Evil game. And yeah. I really enjoyed it. I was scared shitless, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> now, I do own 6. I also own Revelations 1 and 2, but I've never played them. Uh, 6 is a lot of fun. Go with a friend. Revelations 1 is pretty creepy and started okay. out as a 3DS game. Yeah. Um, but it's still solid. And then Revelations 2... Revelations 2... Oh, that one's fun because it has multiple endings... Um, multiple paths and uh, like not only does it have multiple endings but it has like if you've ever played like a visual novel it has like bad end good end 
Okay. Which I'm really into, and I got bad end because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> um, but it, it's a really it's it holds up as a pretty decent game. Okay. Um, so I would recommend. I do not recommend Operation Raccoon City. Don't do it. Okay, I will it's stay away from it. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> it tried to be a game, and it was like, no, I don't feel like it. Um, but I do recommend Revelations and possibly some other spinoffs. Okay. I'll keep that in mind as I'm going through them. Ask me about Resident Evil. I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I recently did the same thing with Halo because I'd never played them before. And I just, I binged the entire franchise one through five, including Reach and ODST. That is a, that is a good thing to do. You, You kind of feel caught up with the rest of the world. Exactly. And, it's exhausting to go through a bunch of games oh, in, a, no. in about three months' time. <laughs> I can I can imagine. I actually did, uh, when the Resident Evil 2 remake was announced, I actually did a playthrough on Twitch of all of the Resident Evil games from 0 to, I think I stopped at 4. I wanted to go all the way, but uh, I just, uh, first of all, I couldn't keep up. It was, it was tiring. But aside from that, uh, we got to Resident Evil 3, um, and I accidentally saved over the save file that ooh, I was on, ooh. and it just bummed me out real bad. So I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And so we did some of four, and then I was like, okay, here's Resident Evil 2. We're going to play that now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that ended up. But it was a, it, it's a fun time to kind of either relive or live for the first time all the hype and all the... You know what? What you you kind of get engrossed into the community, and you kind of understand what everyone's going through and what everyone's talking about. All of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, you remember that fondly. I remember that from yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick, quick, quick break. Quick. Okay. Break, and we will be right back. Potter likes just about everyone, except he really hates Malfoy. Harry Potter asked Cho Chang to the ball. Cho Chang said that she'd rather die here. (laughs) You can't. I can't. Or we'll go to prison. Hello, we are Nargles and Other Nonsense, a Harry Potter podcast full of spells, jinxes, and curses, the adult kind. We are the hags of Hogsmeade, and I am Casey. I'm Gabby. I've got 99 problems, and they're all warts. Paige. Have you ever wondered if Harry Potter could have been a Ravenclaw? If Ron is a time-traveling Dumbledore. Or if three friends can stay on topic. (laughs) Then find us wherever you listen to podcasts and enjoy many quizzes, rants, cry sessions, and complete nonsense. Here's our endorsement from Peeps. Harry Potter! Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. All right, so we're going to jump into our last story of the evening, of the day, whatever time you're listening to this to, honestly. Um, And that's going to be about Temtem. Yes. Temtem is a game being described as Pokemon, but as an MMO. Um, The game currently has an early access launch, which ran into some troubles this week, including an incredibly long player queue to get into the game world. Somewhere above 14,000 players were having trouble accessing the game. However, as of about Tuesday evening, not long after the early access launch day, 
players report improved stability and have pretty good things to say about the game overall. Uh, reviews on Steam currently have the overall view, uh, reviews rating at very positive. Um, so I wasn't super into Temtem when I first heard about it. Really? Um, yeah. So I am a big Pokemon fanboy. Mm -hmm. I do agree with a lot of people's uh, gripes about the recent Pokemon, but I wasn't like I I wasn't super into everything the community was saying. I enjoyed. I bought Shield, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, and as I was looking at Temtem, I was like, ah, you know, it's cute, but it's not like, I don't know, it's not Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know about it. But the more I looked into it recently, the more I was like, well, maybe it's, maybe, maybe I should give it a try at least. Um, it's a lot of fun. At a $35 price point at uh, for early access and for an MMO that you buy once and you get into the game. I think I could give it a try. Yeah, there you go. It's the music is incredible. By the way, I, I wasn't sure if I was gonna because that's the one thing I loved about you know playing Pokemon Red. You know, back when I was a kid and stuff. Like, oh, not only is the game fun, but the music's great. Mm -hmm. Right out the gate, music is fantastic with Tim Tim. Also, it is you can definitely tell it's heavily inspired by Pokemon. Um, but that's not a knock against it, but rather for it. it it's got. I would agree. Got some new spins on some of the like uh, types of Tim Tim you can have, and a little bit uh, twist on a little on the battling system, and also it's an MMO. So right. I mean, you see other players with their Tim Tim running around. Um, there's a the campaign. I'm very super early in the campaign right now, but you can also play it co-op with friends, which is what really hooked me into. It. I'm like, oh, that that'd be really cool to do because that's always been kind of like a dream of mine to kind of do that in the mainstream pokemon games but right. you've never had that ability to co-op pokemon does sound really nice so i see? will see that that's really that's really cool I mean, like battling with you uh, alongside your friends mm -hmm. um in in the setting though because i right. mean you do have double battles in pokemon but it's like it's not part of the overall single player experience it's you know you go with a friend or three friends and you battle each other mm -hmm. alongside one other friend um it's not like you get to experience the same uh in-game npc battles right with a friend and i i do like the idea of that and so far also the quest lines are fun and They've not made me laugh out loud yet, but at least made me smile. Yeah. So some good writing. Yeah, uh, very decent writing. Developed by Crema or Crema and published by Humble Bundle. Yep. Which is so that's pretty interesting. Um, because Humble of course started out not really publishing games, but kind of discounting them and giving back their proceeds uh to uh um, charities and the like. Um, now they seem to be publishing not only Temtem, but they've got other games. Um, Them's Fightin' Herds, which started out as a My Little Pony fighter game, um, is published by Humble Bundle. There's some other games yeah. like The Occupation, Aegis Defenders. So, like, it's cool. I mean, yeah. it, it's a, it's just a nice way to not only get into the gaming market, but to try some, you know, give some indie developers uh, to your 
to your point there, um, some mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some way to get published and to have the notoriety without completely becoming like a triple A title. Yeah, exactly. Like your Minecrafts or your uh, Cupheads and and the like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not. You, you know, you're not being published on a uh, on a big uh, like Epic Games ticket. You're mm -hmm. just kind of. Yeah, I'm an indie developer. Here you go, Humble. And Humble's <laughs> like, hey, I got you, man. Which I will say now, because it was... It's not really talked about anymore, but Humble is now owned by... I don't know if it's IGN directly or IGN's parent company. Probably their parent company, but they're in that umbrella now. I did not know that. That mm -hmm. is good to know. It's very new, very... What I shouldn't say very new. Here. <laughs> it's fairly new, like within the past year, I think. Something right. like something like Something like that. Right. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad people are enjoying it. Um, some of the reviews so far say things like, you know, it's very Pokemon-like, which is a, a pro for many, many, many people. Mm -hmm. um, but they also say that the battle strategies are kind of the uh, selling point of uh, Temtem at the moment. Um, yes, because it's not just like you have the power points or the PP that you have in Pokemon. You have uh, like an energy bar, or like yeah, it's like stamina. Like it's more like stamina. So using a certain attack uses so much stamina, and then if your Tim Tim runs out of stamina, they'll start hurting themselves because they're so mm. tired and exhausted. So, so you, you got to really pick. Mm -hmm very carefully what you're going to use yes and also it's i'm still learning what like types are good against what types i mean the basics are there like your electric fire water and like grass or they're all mm -hmm. still there but it's the other types i'm still like struggling with like there's like digital there's yeah. nature and then a bunch of other stuff i'm still learning what all what they're good against mm -hmm. and stuff like that but it's still fun to still uh play and like strategize against and things like it's that it seems like it's the like the early days of Pokemon when we mm -hmm. were kind of really learning which Pokemon's weak against which, mm -hmm. what moves are which. You know, we're really kind of testing the waters yes. and learning again what it's like to be, uh, in this case, a Temtem tamer. Yes, exactly. And I will say too, like with Pokemon, you know, you don't really recognize when you maybe first start out what kind of type it is, but you know, we've played Pokemon for so long. You, you see Pikachu. Educated yeah. Kids. Yeah. Tim Tim can be a little hard to try and figure out some of the, the the types out there. So I'm still it's but it's fun to learn all that stuff at the same right. time. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's fun to do you have like a Pokit attempt Tim decks? Yes, yes, you okay. do have one. Okay. It's. I mean, it, it seems a little more fun because you don't know some of... Well, you, nobody really knows <laughs> any of the Temtem. So it, it seems kind of fun to go through that kind of discovery for the first time all over again. Yeah, for sure. But, and something that I also find unique is if you catch a Temtem. Because once you catch a, a one and mm -hmm. it's new to you, you, mm -hmm. you, that's when you like learn about it. But then in that moment, you can either choose to keep it or release it. So even if you release it, you oh, still get to keep the information about it. That's wonderful. Yeah. And it, it definitely helps mitigate the uh, problem I've always had with Pokemon is that, you know, I'm catching a billion of these uh, <laughs> one, you know, one type of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And I don't want all of them. I just want like a couple or even just the one. And so... 
instead of being able to release them right then and there, I have to go to my box and then mm-hmm. I have to release them mm-hmm. and then I have to, you know, all of that. Stuff. And you start so, all over again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I like this a lot better. That's, that's a nice, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. As I was playing, I'm like, there's a lot of like quality of life improvements that Pokemon mm-hmm. still needs today that this has. I'm like, I think this will be worth it. I like it. I like it. I'm going to buy it. Maybe not today. Right. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but I'll buy it. <laughs> Oh, great job, uh, Crema. Crema, Crema. I'll learn how to say it later. Um, but great job. I'm pretty impressed. I just added it to my Steam wish list. There you go. There you go. And I will be playing Temtem at some point. Um, possibly, hopefully, before the... Uh, it is reported, anyway, that the $35 price point that it is at now will increase... After the early access is yes. over, so. I mean it's not perfect right now, but it's it's much better than when it was on launch day. It's, it's much mm-hmm. better, and they're working night and day. If you follow their Twitter, I mean you're talking like anywhere between ten and twenty hot fixes are happening a day. So they're working tirelessly right now. Yeah, but make sure you get some sleep. Yes, that too. That too. <laughs> Game developers, don't kill yourself. Which I also find interesting. Real quick, they're from Spain, which I think is cool. That is awesome. That is very great. Spanish game developers. Very good, very good, very good. Well, we are running out of time here. I yes. think we cool down. So, as we move along toward the end of the show, I always ask that my guest give a recommendation to the audience. Which game should they be playing or should they be on the lookout for? So, I will mention I've already played it and beaten it, and it's worth it. It was my indie game of the year last year. Mm-hmm. You guys should be playing Horus, which is a platformer um, about a, a robot gets invited to a family. Mm-hmm. He, he he loves them, and things happen, which I won't spoil. But the story is fantastic. The game is great. I cried within the first thirty minutes. So if that <laughs> is your thing, have at it. It's a very emotional story. It's great with a great message. Mm-hmm. Very uh, nice. Um, and I've, um, started playing Children of Morta, which I, I think is pretty cool. It's like an RPG dungeon crawler roguelike game, which I'm starting to find very interesting, very cool, but I'm not done with it. So I just started playing it. So but I, I would re- highly recommend it if that's your, if roguelikes are your thing. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, I would say if you're an MMO player, uh, like I am. Uh, and you haven't yet played it, play Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I've plugged it before, but uh, the next uh, part of the recent expansion is releasing sometime in February, um, probably late February, so you still have time to catch up to the rest of us. But mm-hmm. it is definitely worth it. It is definitely worth your time. You can level boost if you want. I won't make fun of you at all. Um, but, but secretly, you will be. I will judge you. <laughs> um, but you give it a try. Give it a give it a poke, and see how you like it. It's uh, always been a great game to me, and it is even better with 5.0, and coming soon, 5.2. So, since you're an MMO fan, will you be playing Fancy Star Online 2 when it comes out? Oh my God, I don't know. Um, <laughs> The funny thing about PSO2 in particular is that I and my fr- uh, me and my friends decided that we were going to patch the game so that we can read all the stuff in English 
Um, and then there was like this quote unquote dedicated English server on the Japanese. Wait, what? Thing. What? Yeah, there was like I a, have it patched on my computer right now. I was not well, aware of this. It was more. Like, it, it's more like uh, an unofficial, okay. official dedicated server. And this was years ago, honestly. Gotcha. Um, and something happened where like I fell behind mm-hmm. on a patch or two. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come update it right now. And the update took, like, 30 hours. Ooh. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> if I fall behind on one patch, I'm going to have to sit here for, what, 15? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. So I kind of stopped. But the fact that that's actually coming to, like, a more uh, Western American market is kind of tempting. So... I've been waiting for this my whole we, life. We shall see. <laughs> Maybe not my whole life, but I've been waiting a long time a, for a this. A large portion of my life <laughs> dedicated to PSO2. So, yeah, I'm, it's it's very tempting, um, but I'm, I'm still on the fence. Okay, fair it enough. Takes a, it takes a lot to convince this this motherfucker. <laughs> um, I was just curious, just curious, you know, because <laughs> just curious. Um, and finally... Finally, to finish off this episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet if you want to be found and if you have anything else to plug. Sure, yeah. So, once again, I'm from Real Dudes Podcast. You can check us out at realdudespodcast.com. If you're listening to this show right now, odds are you can find us on the app you're listening to us on right now. So, look up Real Dudes Podcast. We pop right on up. Um, or just go to our website, realdudespodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us at Real Dudes underscore Pod at the good old Twitter and Real Dudes Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to find me and what I think about thoughts and stuff like that, you can follow me at Desert Fury ninety on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good, very Thank you. good. Thank you. All right. As always, you can find me at Jace Gaming on Twitter. You can find the weekly cooldown as well at WK Cooldown. Uh, be sure to visit the weekly cooldown Facebook page. Visit our new Instagram page. It's brand new. There's like two pictures on it. Mm-hmm. Um, visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be sure to check out the link in the description, including, of course, our humble bundle for this week. Uh, be sure to support your favorite charities and support the show. You can also support the show by taking a look in those aforementioned show notes in the links in the description. Uh, and donate to the Weekly Cooldown. I mean, you know, just a thought. 50 cents <laughs> will, will take me a long way, I promise. I promise, promise, promise. Um, all right. Well, that's all for the Weekly Cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. And I'm Carrington. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.